Tennessee State. Well, yeah, one what? by three. That's a school? <laughs> so we'll make our picks real quick. Michigan, Purdue, who you got? Michigan. Michigan real close, though. Whoa. Kiddo. I, I I agree. I think Michigan wins a close one. Yeah, I'll go with Michigan, too, for all of the uh, listeners in Mount Pleasant today who are, who are begging me to pick Michigan. <laughs> and that'll do it for us today on your final edition of DSR, Thursday edition. We'll see you next week, Monday, same time, 6 to 6.30. For Everett Cook, Steve Cook, David Carlson, I'm Cootie saying good night and go blue this weekend. Pandora's lunchbox. That's a show about food, and I'm scared. But uh, not too scared, of course. <laughs> anyway, this is Pandora's lunchbox, and oh well. We have live cat fights in the studio today because it's the Halloween edition of Pandora's lunchbox. There they go. Come on now, muffin. I got my money on muffin there. What am I saying? This is a show about food and culture, and this time of year, seriously, for just a split second, it's a big time for food drives, time to help feed the hungry. Coincidentally, however, it also it's also a time of zombie walks. Food drives, zombie walks, that's right. <laughs> Coincidence, isn't it? Or maybe not. We'll have to find out in just a moment, but first of all... Well, that's the first thing, and now we have this. Once upon a time, there were ten little cannibals swinging on a vine. One tried to pat a big wild cat, and then there were nine. One of the nine drank turpentine, and then there were eight. Then one more fell dead on the floor, and seven was their fate. One went in politics, then there were only six. One took a dive, now five we see. One went to Singapore, then there were only four. One turned green, and then there were three. One fell into some blue, then there were only two. They drank from a loving cup. One became a skeleton, then there was only one. And he ate himself all up. 
course, there were none. Now let's do it again and sing the answers. Let's sing along with this cannibal song. Once upon a time there were ten little cannibals swinging on a vine. One tried to pat a big wild cat. And then there were nine. Ah, gosh, trying to pat a wild cat. One of the nine drank turpentine. Then there were eight. Then one more fell dead on the floor, and seven was their fate. We're certainly subtracting cannibals in a hurry. One went in politics. Then there was only six. One took a dive. Now five, we see. One went to Singapore. Then there were only four. One turned green. Then there were three. One fell into some blue. Then there were only two. They drank from a loving cup. One became a skeleton. Then there was only one. And he ate himself all up. What a silly thing to do. You should never eat yourself all up. If you do that, what are you going to eat next? Yourself? <laughs> I didn't really think of that. think that one through, but... Well, you know, it, it all makes perfect sense. That was the Cannibal Song, and that is sung by Jiminy Cricket and another mighty fine fellow. I can sing that deep. I have often, especially really early in the morning. But this isn't early in the morning unless you're in New Zealand. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food and culture. Today it's a very spooky Halloween show. Just to prove it, I've got vinyl LPs that sound like this. <laughs> How dare you call vinyl an obsolete format? See, he made him all upset now. He's all sad. This is Pandora's... Did I say that? Yes. A bunch of stuff going on this weekend because it is Halloween, and a lot of it has to do with, with of course, having a lot of fun naturally, screaming, blood-curdling screams, but also some things that are good for people. And is it... Here we go. This is my favorite scream here. That's my favorite. But coming up this weekend, let's start out with the Three Corps Circus Independent Horror Festival, shall we? It's at the Michigan Theater this Friday, and it's in its second year, and the people involved, if you can call them people, say that they want to build a thriving horror community in southeast Michigan. What we need is a thriving horror community. Uh, so the Three Corpses, in the name, the Three Corpses, the Three Corps Circus Independent Horror Film Festival are art, film, and music, see? And they explain that art isn't dead, it's undead. Yeah, that guy again. And this year they're partnering with the L.A.-based Viscera Film Festival. Some of the films at the Three Corps Circus Independent Horror Film Festival include Nursery Crimes. Little Bo Peep has slaughtered her sheep and doesn't know where to hide them. <laughs> and naturally, a couple of food-related themes. There's one called Wretched. I've eaten many meals in that category, but this says here, it starts with Jenny and her husband Eric sitting at a diner eating a cheap meal of burgers, fries, and chocolate cake, but it doesn't end that way. And then there's Bon Appetit, three short films about food, described as a delicious, dark comedy about the simple pleasures of food. Mm, mm, mm. 
Now, meanwhile, this is important, along with the Three Corps Circus, in fact, before the Three Corps, Corps Circus Independent Horror Film Festival in Ann Arbor, tomorrow night there's going to be the annual Ann Arbor Zombie Walk. Yes, indeed, it's going to take place at 5 p.m. tomorrow, Friday, starting on South University in Ann Arbor, crossing the University of Michigan Diag, traveling up Nichols Arcade before moving down Liberty Street to conclude at the Michigan Theater, where beginning at 6 p.m., the Three Corps Circus Film Festival will be showing short independent horror and zombie films until midnight or so. Says here, I read it on the internet, the zombie squad will be providing security by keeping the zombie participants on the sidewalk, out of stores, and away from close contact with the uninfected public. Which is quite considerate, really, when you think about it. Now here's something else. This is what I really like, because the Ann Arbor Zombie Walk has stations for canned food donations for living people, you know, throughout the Ann Arbor Ipsy area, in fact. If you'd like to donate anything, please feel free to stop by any of the following locations, say the people involved with the Zombie Walk. Washtenaw Community College through the end of October. Acme Mercantile in downtown Ann Arbor through the month of October. Liquid Swords Tattoo Parlor all month. That's in Ann Arbor. That's in Ypsilanti, sorry. Liquid Swords Tattoo Parlor in Ypsilanti. And the Michigan Theater is taking donations for food this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I gotta hand it to the zombies. You know, they eat brains. Yeah, that's not particularly polite, but they help people to eat, too. So that's really thoughtful. I mean, that is, if zombies think. I mean, I don't know if they have brains or if they just eat each other's brain. I really hadn't thought this through. This is Pandora's Lungs Box, and we're going to talk about an Ypsilanti zombie scary-oriented fun event that also involves some food drive stuff in just a moment. But first of all, let's hear some spooky music from Mr. Tom Waits. This, well, Tom Waits is often spooky, but this is an instrumental. I want you to creep around the room to this, won't you? Creep around the room. Here we go. To the sound of Dave the Butcher. <laughs> Thank you. 
Thank you, Tom Waits. Dave the Butcher. It's a song about food. The lyrics are pretty awesome, too. They're really creepy. That's the thing about them. Now, there's something else going on in Ann Arbor. It's not creepy, but it is about food, and it sounds pretty amazing, actually, I want you to know about. We'll get back to the creepy stuff in a moment, but there's going to be a performance called The Kitchen. It's going to be in England, in fact, this performance, by the National Theatre. And the National Theatre's performance of The Kitchen is going to be broadcast live on a big screen at the Michigan Theatre. Now, says here, from, from the University Musical Society, says here, In the kitchen of an enormous West End restaurant in 1950s London, the orders are piling up. A post-war feast of soup, fish, cutlets, omelets, and fruit flans. Thrown together by their work, chefs, waitresses, and porters from across Europe, English, Irish, German, Jewish, argue and flirt as they race to keep up. Peter, a high-spirited young cook, seems to thrive on the pressure. In between preparing dishes, he manages to strike up an affair with a married waitress while dreaming of a better life. But in the all-consuming clamor of the kitchen, nothing is far from the brink of collapse. (laughs) See, that's kind of spooky. That's The Kitchen. It's going to be on the big screen at the Michigan Theater this Sunday, October 30th at 4 p.m. And it's kind of fun just to listen to the trailer on the web. Let's listen. You can you can just picture, if you will, the pictures that come into your mind with all these sounds and voices and such. This is the trailer from the National Theater's production of The Kitchen. Miss Soul, lovey! Where's Miss Soul? Wait a bloody minute, can't you? Two of them. Two of them. Two hamburgers. Three hamburgers. Three hamburgers. Three plates. Let me breathe, will you? No time for breathing, Irishman. Is this a bloody matter? Miss Soul, lovey! Sounds pretty cool, huh? So that's the trailer from The Kitchen. Again, that's at the Michigan Theater, Sunday at 4 p.m., a live broadcast of a performance in England by the National Theater. This is a play, The Kitchen, written by Arnold Wesker. It premiered at the Royal Court in 1959. It features an ensemble of 30 people and is set in a kitchen, get this, using real food, and actors actually cook and prepare food on stage. This tour de force spectacle is a blackly funny and furious examination of life lived at breakneck speed when work threatens to define who we are. Work threatening to define who we are, that is actually positively scary. I think I think we're all afraid of that. But that's at the Michigan Theater this Sunday at 4. And just for fun, it's this has been translated into a number of languages, including Italian. Here's a, a little bit of uh, The Kitchen by an Italian company. C'è molto lavoro? No. Non molto. Solo 2000 clienti al giorno. Tu e la cucina. 
Alla cucina non importa niente di te, a te non importa niente della cucina. Mangi con limone! Mangi con limone! Io non sarei così tranquillo se fossi in te! Vogliamo piazzarlo! Questa cappia di matti rimarrà sempre qui. Non sei soddisfatto? Vattene! Alle donne non importa il sesso, ma hanno bisogno di sentirsi amate. Pidocchioso ad un immigrato! Ah, sentitela, lei che chiama me immigrato! L'ebrea! Brutto bastardo di un nazista! Giochi, esistono vari tipi di donne? Wow! That's an Italian production of The Kitchen. And in case that confused you, which it did me, The Kitchen in English is going to be performed by the National Theater this Sunday, and it will be aired on a live screen at 4 p.m. at the Michigan Theater. Now, strange going on, going onses, I think that's the plural of going on, strange goings as onses. It's basically, it's, it's Halloween and things are getting really strange. What I'm saying is, here's some Halloween news some of strange things going on. A truck dumped a load of pumpkins on 696 in Farmington Hills. Did you hear about this? During the morning commute, hundreds of pumpkins were scattered across several lanes of traffic. Many of the pumpkins were pulverized as drivers passed through, and WWJAM reports that snow plows had to be used to clear what remained of pumpkins from the roadway. Video from a traffic camera showed motorists slowly making their way through the pre-Halloween mess. On that very same day yesterday, the animal inhabitants of the Detroit Zoo received pumpkins filled with treats to eat, play with, tear apart, and smash. Now, that's that's living, isn't it? Officials started by supplying the zoo's vultures with treat-filled pumpkins. Snow monkeys, gorillas, rhinos, zebras, bison, wolverines, wolverines, polar bears, and anteaters also got treats as part of the annual enrichment program. The goal is to stimulate the natural behaviors of the animals at the Detroit Zoo. Very strange goings-on indeed. And, oh, by the way, police in Fenton, Michigan, say a man used a tree stump to break into a convenience store. But that's neither here nor there. Speaking of kitchens, something creepy is happening in this kitchen here. Hello, children. Here is your music for today. You know what to do, children. Here is your music for running out of the kitchen. Off you go into the lounge, right up to Mummy. Has she got her back to you? Then out with your Robin Hood sword and plunge it into Mummy's back with a one, two, three. Here is your stabbing music. Now come along, no lazing. Just jump over mummy because it's time for our good deed, saving grandpa the bother of chopping the firewood. Have you got your little hatchets ready? Good. And here is Uncle Rotter to sing for you. Sharpen the hatchet and run up the stairs, hide beneath the bed now. One, two, diddly do, and off with grandpa's head. There, now never mind the mess Because it was such fun, wasn't it? And now, 
off to find Grandma. There she is, hanging from a beam in the kitchen. Oh, I forgot. We showed her our Roy Rogers lasso yesterday, didn't we? Never mind. Give her a push and we swing a white hood. A grandma will swim a one, two, three, one, two, three. But wait. Oh, here comes Daddy up the front path. Wouldn't it be lovely to have two daddies? Well, we can arrange that. Got your little exercise hatchets. Then it's up on a chair behind a door, hey diddle diddle, here comes Papa so up in your chopper and split him down the middle. Now children, just one last exercise. Take Daddy's keys out of his pocket, run to his desk. Take out all his money, his bank books and those stupid old stocks and shares. And hurry along to the Auntie Rotter Home for Orphans, Balls Pond Road, London. Bye-bye, children. Tada, uh, children. Oh, that's really sweet. That's Peter Sellers. His fault, not mine. Peter Sellers and Auntie Rotter. How nice. Isn't that nice? No? Okay. But I wanted to mention to you, we talked a moment moment ago about the Ann Arbor Zombie Walk, which is coming up tomorrow at 5 p.m., starting on South University, crossing the Diag, and so on. And there's a food drive involved with that. In Ypsilanti tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. is a gathering for ruminant masticators. Yes, indeed, that is at the Dreamland Theater in Ypsilanti. It also involves a food drive. There will be artists including Walk Your Bike, Leilani, Dennis, and Sean O'Brien, acoustic residents, all kinds of music, and uh, Pat Elkins will provide shadow puppetry. Spooky, perhaps, shadow puppetry. Meanwhile, there's going to be a food drive for food gatherers, Washtenaw County's food rescue operation, foodgatherers.org, by the way. And you can use cans of food for admission. More cans of food could get your body painted or perhaps your fortune told. This is tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. at the Dreamland Theater. <clears throat> no, excuse me, please. I'm all excited by the uh, the story we had there. But let's take a moment now to think about rutabaga, because we talked last week about, no, it was a week before last, about rutabaga, and about how in some countries it's called rutabaga. In England they call it a Swede. Rutabaga itself is Swedish for root bag. Yo, root bag! Like that. And in Ireland, apparently, depending on the vegetable, it could be called a turnip. In Ireland and some other countries, they carve out turnips and put candles in them during Halloween, as a matter of fact. And that reminds me of a poem. See, I found this poem to read you here. David Clink, this fellow, is a Canadian poet who, with another poet, started something called Believe Your Own Press. It was created about 10 years ago, and you can see some of their poems at poetrymachine.com, which also has some info on how to order their stuff. But let's get right on with the Rutabaga Poet, shall we? David Clink and the Rutabaga Poet with music provided by R.E.M. R.E.M., which is now dead. <laughs> Shall we? He spoke of roots and leaves, tree, tree rings and other things in his monotonous manner. The audience at the art bar in a vegetative state. I fought the urge to squirt water in their ears to see if they were beyond recovery. He was the worst beat poet I'd ever heard. 
As a nature poet, he had the run of the mill. I found it more interesting to see what was going on elsewhere. A young couple sat at a table near the wrought iron barrier by the stairs, talking louder than they should, and I was annoyed, as were others. Some people shushed them, but they ignored us, and they ignored the rutabaga poet. I was rooting in my bag for something to read in open mic later, while the rutabaga poet went on to a poem decrying the silence of the yams. I imagine he got his jollies from observing trees falling in a forest when there was no one else around. I imagined a pitcher plant large enough to swallow him. Meanwhile, back at the wrought iron, the two were done talking and she got up to leave, stood over him, and kissed him full on the lips. A kiss that lasted two whole minutes. A kiss that could melt Bibles. A kiss that would have made Rick get on that plane with Ilsa. All of the while, the rutabaga poet went on about leafy greens. And when she walked past me, I could see she was crying, and that was it. It was over. She went down the steps partway, and I saw her talk to him through the gate. And they held hands, and she was gone. The rutabaga poet was making a comeback. He read a few more poems, all rooted in dirt, and two of the four food groups. Some in the audience were editors. Still others were tried-and-true workshoppers. All wanted to turn his three-page opus into a not-half-bad haiku. He received generous applause when it was clear he had read his last poem. The art bar has a question-and-answer period, and in that same sense that a door isn't a door when it is a jar, someone should have told the rutabaga poet that barley isn't barley when it has gone awry. There was poetry that night, but he was nowhere near it, for poetry is about the beginning and end of things, with the poet in the middle, in medias res. And in the middle of that all that garden-variety verse, he never got his hands dirty. Thank you, David Klink, the rutabaga poet. Music provided by R.E.M., who is dead. They died. R.E.M. is gone. That was a song by R.E.M. called Rotary 10, which I suppose if you circle perhaps uh, a rutabaga in a rotary fashion 10 times, you might find yourself getting uh, some good luck, something like that. Now, wrapping things up here on Pandora's Lunchbox, just want to recap the kitchen, which is quite a din in the kitchen they're making there is going to be at the National Theater Live in England, and it's going to be broadcast at the Michigan Theater Sunday at 4 p.m., this Sunday at 4 p.m. The Ann Arbor Zombie Walk begins this Friday at 5 at South University in Ann Arbor, crossing the Diag, etc. Then beginning at 6, the Three Corps Circus Film Festival will be at the Michigan Theater. And just one last mention, Dr. Jack Kevorkian is, the estate of Dr. Kevorkian is proceeding with plans to auction 17 paintings, and thus the morbid day that we have comes to a conclusion. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike for quite a while. Look up food gatherers, find out about how to donate food to them, and keep listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Arwolf will be here to help us face the music in mere seconds. In the meantime, would you like some dinner? I know you would. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. <laughs> Served for three at Dracula's house by the sea. The orders were fine, but I choked on my wine when I learned that the main course was me.
waitress, a vampire named Perkins, was so very fond of small gherkins. While she served the tea, she ate 43, which pickled her internal workings. <laughs> Go on the left with the pitchforks. Igor, Igor. What a swimmer is Dracula's daughter. But her pool looks more red than the daughter. The blood stains the boat. But it's easy to float, cause blood is much thicker than water. Transylvania. <laughs> For dessert, there was batwing confetti and the veins of a mummy named Betty. I first frowned upon it, but with ketchup on it, it tasted very much like spaghetti. <laughs> It's 7 o'clock. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Thank you, Cameo Parkway Records. Time for Face the Music. I think we're in Yiddish territory to begin with. Going to take you, I think, a couple of light years here. The schematic appears to be fairly broad tonight. Face the Music. <laughs> I'm telling you, Blitzky, they're very nice. You'd buy my boo, Blitzky, if you but knew, Blitzky, how very true, Blitzky, is my advice. Just try a few, Blitzky, say one or two, Blitzky, before you're through, Blitzky, you'll want some more. I'm betting you, Blitzky, that you will choose. Some 22 Blitzky or 24 With Russian stew Blitzky And homemade brew Blitzky You'll find my boo Blitzky A real delight My song 